Welcome to episode 89 of the Create Your Vibrant Life podcast. Today we have a guest, Dr. Rati Honda. And before I give you her bio, because I think it's really impressive what she does, I also wanted to share with you that this episode is based on a lot of my own personal life experiences. And as you hear the episode, it'll become very clear. So let me share a little bit about Dr. Honda and then tell you a little bit of context for this episode. So Dr. Rati Honda is a DMD. She's She's a dentist. She's an internationally renowned airway, TMJ, and cosmetic dentist. Rati has worked with some of the most prestigious speciality practices in Massachusetts and even in India. She specially trained in the areas of bioregenuation dentistry, sleep and airway dentistry, and myofunctional therapy. And academically has participated in reputable higher education dental programs, including the Penke Institute, the Spear Institute, Stewart Center, Breathe Institute, and they are just a few to name. However, Dr. Honda is not just your ordinary dentist. Her philosophy is to serve patients at a deeper human level and not as another x-ray chart. She's what many are calling now a transformational dentistry healer. She and her team provide a jaw-dropping, no pun intended, healing experience in her private practice in Acton, Mass. Through her life-transformative dental procedures, not only does she help patients feel confident about their overall health, but she's on a mission to help people improve their quality of life, providing transformative healing work through the powers of dentistry. And you can find, I'm going to touch in the show notes more about Dr. Honda, where you can find her, but her website is www.rathihanda.com, R-A-T-T-I, Honda, H-A-N-D-A.com, all one word. Or on Instagram, it is DMD, and um, you can find more information about her. I will link that in the show notes. So... Here is a little bit about the context of why I'm having an airway specialist on our podcast. Because, first of all, Create Your Vibrant Life includes health, number one, and health includes, there's so much associated with oral health that none of us probably even can comprehend. So this is one major reason why I wanted to have her, but I also wanted to share a little bit in the context of how it has impacted my personal life. So I met Rati as a client. So she reached out to me and she became a client of mine. And we've been doing some, um, some intensive coaching for the last year plus. And Rati invited me to, and she's, she's really amazing. And she invited me to this event that she was doing on airway special, on airway speciality, airway specialization. And I was just curious about it. So I went and my eyes were opened big time because she was talking about snoring there and about tongue tie releases. And if you have no idea what a tongue tie is, it's basically what when when um, your tongue is attached to the to the bottom of your of your it's, a, it's for everyone it's attached, but when there's not enough movement, so I'm going to digress a little bit and then come back and I'll bring it all back together. When my son was born, he's right now eight. He had a lot of trouble eating and swallowing food. And we had no idea what was happening. I had never even heard of a tongue tie at that point. And it was very, if you have heard any of my previous episodes, you probably have heard of how I got a breast abscess as a result of breastfeeding and not taking care of myself. And I was nursing and because of a tongue tie that hadn't been released for my son. So by the time we discovered all of this, it was really months into after he was born, 
We did a tongue release, but it wasn't done well, which I didn't know of. But after going to this event, I realized that his tongue had reattached. And this is why he was having sleep troubles, which I had no, again, I never connected all the dots. So, you know, obviously when, when, when she, she's my client, Rati's my client, but we were not talking about our person, my personal life. It's our, her personal life. We're talking about work she's doing. And so it was eye-opening to realize that, oh, something was happening with my son. And the same happened to my daughter. She also had a tongue release. And, but because of my son, I was prepared for it with her. And so we took care of it. But she was also, she's a very slow and picky eater or not picky eater. She's more of a slow eater. And so again, I will eyes wide open that, oh my God, like, so the tongue had reattached even for her. Now comes my husband. For as long as I know, I've known him, he snores. And I chalked it off like most of us do. Like this is just part of his how he is without realizing that there was a correlation between the airway work that he hadn't done to the snoring. So all eyes wide open, long story short, they all started working with Dr. Honda and the results have been phenomenal, phenomenal. So after going through all of this, you know, and if you have a snoring partner, you know what that's like. I have to go to bed before he does. Otherwise, I cannot sleep. I could not sleep. And it's so, it's like, it's, he's still doing his work. He still has to do work on, he's still doing the work, but we've already seen results. And so after going through this personal experience, I was like, I need to have Rati on the podcast because there are so many families that probably go undiagnosed with all with, with help that's available. And again, I didn't realize that even ADD symptoms can mask as can be a result of airway work that hasn't been done. So many dots started to, to connect. So long story short, again, I wanted to have Dr. Honda on this episode because I wanted to share with all of you that there are, there's always solutions available, even for the things that we don't, that we don't think we have. And so without much further (laughs) delay, I'm going to present to you the interview that I did with Dr. Honda. And again, I'll have all the information linked to the show notes. And right now, obviously, you know, we're not living in Massachusetts and we're still continuing work with her remotely. And it's amazing. She has a really amazing team of people who are dedicated to health and well-being. So here you go. If you have any questions, please reach out to our office. Like if you even remotely after listening to this episode, feel like, oh my God, like this is maybe one of my family members or me have some kind of airway work to be done, please contact our office and they will help you out. And, you know, I don't need to say this, but I'm going to say this anyways. There is no incentive for any of us. This is all in, in, um, in the, oh goodness, what is the word? In lieu of health and wellness and well-being. So none of us are getting any, any, um, I am not getting any credit, any, oh my God, what am I trying to say here? Ignore this without any further delay. Here's the episode. And if you have any questions, reach out to her or you can reach out to me as well. Hello, visionaries. Welcome to Create Your Vibrant Life podcast, where you can create the life you desire by tapping into your inner wisdom. I'm your host, Padma Ali. I'm widely known in the field of psychology to create long-lasting transformation. And now I'm here to help you create the life you desire using a combination of neuropsychology and ancient healing practices. This podcast is for you, evolved, overachieving leader who's ready to unlock your highest potential. I'm here to guide you through a process of self-discovery to be the creator of your 
destiny. And you can do all of that by just taking aligned actions, tapping into the power of your brain, your inner wisdom and ancient practices. So stay tuned, folks. I am so delighted you are here. Hello, welcome to the Create Your Vibrant Life podcast. Today, I have a very special guest, Dr. Rati Handa, and I've had the privilege of working with Rati both as her coach and then also in her practice. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to bring her to our podcast, because she has helped my family tremendously. And I can't wait to dive in and share with you what exactly she does and how she's helped my kids and my husband. And eventually I need to go in too. <laughs> I'm just making a point. I had to get my family in first. And so I can't wait to dive in. So welcome, Rati. I'm just going to call you Rati <laughs> instead of Dr. Honda, the more, um, the Go ahead, Rati. Just tell us more about what Thanks, you do. I'd, I'd prefer to be called Rati. Great. Uh, I think that even with my patients, if they can say my name, I say just call me that because it removes a little bit of, you know, the doctor's higher than the patient kind of feeling. But my name is uh, Rati Handa and I'm a dentist by training. I trained in India and then at Tufts University in Boston. And I've had my last job for over 13 years. That's been my own practice. And my own practice has gone through evolutions every few years as I kept evolving to kind of really find my truest purpose in the field of dentistry and not just be in dentistry because my dad is a dentist and I'm surrounded by a family of dentists, really, really understanding my passion for helping people heal. And I, I think I've finally gotten to that in the last few years, um, going beyond um, fixing people's cavities and gum disease and the general sort of drill, fill, painful approach, limitations of dentistry to more an airway-centered dentistry approach where we're looking at that airway behind the teeth, behind the gums, behind that tongue, and really understanding what we as dentists can help to have patients breathe better, sleep better, and eventually feel better in their whole body. So that's been really exciting. Yeah. And I want to dive into the airway work because that's what's really helped my family. Mm -hmm. But before we go into that, I also wanted to highlight some things that have really stood out to me about your work, which is I'm very, as you know, like, you know, I've talked about this openly, but I'm very particular about the practitioners I choose. And there's a reason I chose you. And exactly what you already mentioned it's the healing, like you are a healer. There's, there's a healing component to that, which is kind of in the background. And it's not just focused on this one aspect There's a whole overall, I call it the soul healing, which is what I've seen. And the evolution, like you said, you're always evolving, you're always putting in the work. I've seen that from so many different angles with you, you're always Saying, okay, how can I be better so that I can help so many more people get better? And that's really stood out to me about you. It's really amazing. So tell us more about what specifically is airway dentistry. Thank you, Padma. And I I I first want to acknowledge that it it took looking at all the, the harder places with the with the shadows and the doors closed and it also took working with you to help open those doors to kind of stand more in my personal design. And so thank you for that. Um, airway Center Dentistry is really understanding the why, the why behind why someone might have cavities beyond the diet they consume. Sometimes we'll get people who say, well, we have a really healthy, balanced diet, brush twice a day, floss routinely, and we still are getting cavities. Or somebody who has 
recurrent gum disease who just doesn't understand why they're getting it despite taking care or understanding why a tooth broke or why teeth got loose or why a patient has TMJ symptoms, clicking, popping, limitations in opening, neck pain, headaches, ear issues that the ENTs just don't know what to do about because they don't see an uh, ear issue per se. Um, A lot of the whys behind ADD or ADHD-like you know, diagnoses that children have, um, or depression, anxiety, high blood pressure, you name it. I mean, having a great airway, as we've seen, even through living through COVID is the most important thing we have. Um, Air, oxygen is the most important nutrient we could have. So really understanding the role of dentistry in making that airway nice and wide. And Actually, reteaching people how to breathe optimally has been one of the big, big paramount changes in achieving overall health and ultimately freeing that patient from the shackles of not being well. So once they are well and they're on their wellness curriculum, they will know what's right for them. So understanding that about the airway, that the airway has you know, all of the soft tissue components in the back that the um, airway is surrounded by, all the muscles in the neck and the throat, but it's also got the heart tissue components, which is the upper jaw, the lower jaw, and then, of course, the the, the beyond amazing tongue, uh, where the tongue has been so underrated in its role in sleep-disordered breathing or sleep apnea or snoring or bedwetting or any of those other diagnoses. So understanding that optimal nasal breathing, which is another aspect of the airway, is what's required for overall body healing and wellness, and thereby physical wellness, emotional wellness. And really, I keep coming back to harnessing that person's intelligence, their own body's intelligence to move forward. So for me, I think it it just all made a lot of mechanical sense. And then an overall sense of even going back to the ancient arts of healing and ancient arts of yoga, breathing, that nasal breathing with your lips closed, your tongue up on the roof of your mouth in a proper swallow are actually four big, massive tenets of health. So... Wow. Right. So a lot of these things can be connected back to airway. Mm-hmm. So how, you know, like the typical ones that normally you might think about as connecting to the airways, like snoring or, you know, not being able to sleep or sleep apnea or cavities, you know, like the things that you mentioned, the things that are kind of out of the box that I might not even connect with airway is like ADD. So, or how can, how can someone look at their own, whatever problems they're having, like whether it's physical or mental, how would they know that this is an airway issue? Yeah, no, that's really interesting. So a, a good way to know is, uh, first, let's just understand why would a narrow airway or lack of optimal nasal breathing could lead to something like ADD-like symptoms, So it's because if you're not optimally breathing through your airway at night, through your nose at night, you're not, you're not always going to go into deep and REM sleep phases like you're supposed to. Those phases get repeated over the course of sleep five or six times. Deep sleep happens in the beginning of sleep, mostly. And then the REM goes up and down as you go out of light in deep sleep. What happens is if when you're in, say, deep sleep, uh, in REM sleep, your tongue muscles are not in your control because you're supposed to be resting, like head down. So you can't control all of this. And when you can't control that, if you have a narrow airway or a low posture tongue with low tone, or if you're tongue tied, that tongue is going to fall back on the airway instead of going up on that palate. 
This might also happen if you have a narrow palate or if you have nasal obstructions or if you have tonsils, adenoids that are very large and obstructing that airway and its size and squeezing it. So it's a combination of if you have a narrow airway or the tongue muscle goes and now obstructs the back of the airway because you're in restorative sleep, your body tells you to wake up because you will choke on your own tongue. And that's when the neurons fire and you have arousals. Some people are aware they wake up, wake up, because they might have an extreme end of sleep apnea where they're choking feeling. But a lot of times people don't wake up. It's just arousals. Arousals could be you grind your teeth or you clench your teeth, you shift positions, you clear your throat or you just blow your nose a little bit, or you maybe even wake up, look at the time. It's usually 2 or 3 a.m. for a lot of people. And then you go back to sleep. Those are arousals. Those are your body doing CPR on you. Hey, wake up. When that happens, now you're no longer in that part of sleep where your brain cells were supposed to be restoring, excreting, excreting into the brain fluid and releasing all the toxins. When that doesn't happen, the brain cells are constantly firing. So they didn't actually get to rest. Now you're tired in the day. And the only way to stay awake is to have a lot of different things to do. And that is one manifestation of ADD or ADHD, like symptoms. Like you have to do a lot of things. You don't have concentrations. You reach for the caffeine, sugar, gum. You change topics. You scroll through your phone. And all of that, you're just trying to stay awake because you're so tired. And then it just continues and continues. And that's how a narrow airway or an improper functioning manifestations of the airway is related possibly to ADD. And what I'm learning in the literature is almost 50% of the ADD diagnoses does not need medications. It needs a proper functioning airway. And I think I think as the research continues, that percentage is going to go more and more. Because the, the ADD drugs really are only helping you stay awake and calm down. So, you know, no one's really looking yet globally at, and there are lots of people out there, dentists, pulmonologists, um, sleep specialists, ENTs, myofunctional therapists. There's a whole bunch of people who are now coming together and looking at it, speech pathologists from different eyes. And what's really interesting, and it's all pointing to the same direction, often airway. Fascinating, right? Fascinating. So amazing. And that was the first question you had asked me when I brought my son in. Now I knew about somewhat about this because they, my children both had tongue ties. Mm-hmm. My father-in-law had a tongue tie released at 30 when he was 30 years old. So it's kind of, yeah. So I had some information, but I did not realize like he moves around a lot during the day and he's not I wouldn't consider him to be ADD, but it's ADD-like symptoms. Mm-hmm. And that was the first thing you asked. And I was like, holy cow, yes. So I was able to connect some of the dots. Now, some of the things that I'm, I'm assuming are also connected with this is like gut issues. Mm-hmm. Right? Like things that I would not even connect with airway, but because they're all connected. Like I think you, like if, if your whole muscles are being held up, like it creates a lot of muscle. Well, I think when you're in fight or flight, because you're having to basically not choke on your tongue, then your body is in sympathetic mode. And that's the fight or flight mode. And all of the more uh, organs that are not necessary for survival in that moment are like things like our digestive system are not necessary for survival and they also work off parasympathetic which is in the involves the vagus nerve and you're more relaxed as there's a brain gut connection so not having your body in parasympathetic mode can also lead to gut problems but also 
inhaling air through our mouth, so mouth breathing. And then when you let it out, it's an inefficient exchange of oxygen and CO2. And that itself can bring up acids from our stomach into our nose and our mouth and then create a whole host of gut problems. Not to forget that our gut actually starts with our mouth lining. Because our gut, our mouths, gum tissue, soft tissues is the gut. So when you're inhaling only through your mouth or a lot of times through your mouth, then you are inhaling in a lot of things like bacteria, fungus, viruses that only the nose can filter out because our nose has nasal hairs that filters, humidifies, warms the air, prepares it for our lungs, which mouth breathing doesn't do any of that. And so if anybody knows of Bernoulli's principle, that's how it is. It's almost like having a really, really uh, low quality shower curtain. You turn the shower on and that curtain gets sucked into the shower. And that's really what happens when you're mouth breathing. So nasal breathing is, if you just do it for a minute, second, it's filtering air. It's also got valves in there. So it's it's actually calibrating. It's calibrating how much we need. And it's then cleansing and then preparing the lungs. So we do, a lot of people will nasal breathe in the day. And at night, it's a little harder to control when you're lying down. And sometimes, especially with mask wearing right now, where it gets really hard to breathe with the mask on right here because it pushes on the nose. We are mouth breathing all the time, which which causes more fatigue under that mask and more like brain fog almost. And you, you know, the minute you leave a grocery store or something, you pull the mask off. And if you have, if you notice, you, you'll take a big gulp of air. Wow. So fascinating. You know, like the mouth breathing. So just going by my own examples. So my husband snores or used to snore, I have to say now. He used to snore for, you know, we've been together 23 years and I've only known him to snore. And I just assumed that that's what it is. There's some days he would snore more and sometimes he would snore less, but he was always snoring. And that is just how it is. Right. Well, he came to see you. <laughs> And even with just the myo, like when he started myofunctional therapy, which is just working with the tongue and working with the mouth stuff, I noticed a significant decrease in his snoring. And what I also noticed, like every morning, it would look like he had a good night's sleep, but he would wake up so tired. Mm. before kids it was fine like okay fine he's just not a morning person is what we would conclude after kids it became even harder because you have less sleep now it's so different and then he got the procedure done with you and then since then it's even better he tapes his mouth when he sleeps so he's Great. working like things are he wakes up happy he wakes up <laughs> rested i mean are the quality of our life has changed so much. Is that amazing that your quality got affected too by him? Yes. I get a lot of couples with like, you know, marital issues because they don't want to sleep together. So it's really, it's really interesting you're, you're bringing that up. And I think that Assad, for example, it does take a patient to commit to the process because he is having to do his exercises. Um, he's having to wear the appliance. So it is not a magic pill to fix it. It is a commitment to fix it. And I think he's had that commitment. And, you know, going back to saying similar to how I was when I was younger before kids, I also had sleep disordered breathing. I didn't snore, but I ground my teeth. And I was very tired. I used to get a lot of headaches and stuff. The thing is, 
it's a combination of then if you get older and you have kids, but you're also getting older, but you're also reaching a tipping point of the disorder. And at that tipping point, now your body is like, you know what? I'm not even going to snore. I'm not even going to save you. I'm, I'm it's it's exhausting for the body because the heart rate has to shoot up, you know, the pulse shoots up. There are certain things the body actually starts to not do. And all of these things are related to HRV, heart rate variability, which is so huge in working out right now. So it's actually, you know, when I have a snorer who stopped snoring on his own without anything else changing, it's not a good sign because your body's starting to give up. And honestly, that explains all these unexplained heart attacks that happen early in the morning. That's hitting that next, almost last phase of REM sleep. You know, like, um, I think it was in a book, Sleep Interrupted by Dr. Stephen Pack, that I read that in the hospitals, they found that people who'd come in for innocuous appendicitis or some small surgeries, some of them would die early in the morning the next day. And the reason was the way they were in their hospital bed, they couldn't actually get into a protective position of opening up the airway. Protective positions are turning to your sides, getting on your stomach, exactly what they were doing for COVID patients. So in a hospital bed, sometimes you can't do that. And they were finding that early morning heart attack, stroke patient was that airway breathing patient. So it's very interesting how it's all linked. So amazing, right? Like there's so many, so many things that we're not connecting. And, and what you're also saying, which I want to highlight, like how the body is connected, like everything is connected. And at some point, and you mentioned commitment, nothing comes for free. Like we have to work on it. Like there is nothing free in life. And if you're not committed, this is no different than exercise. It's not a magic pill. I mean, he sleeps every night with an, with an appliance and his mouth taped every right. night. Not only him, the kids have to do it. But the long-term impact, you know, you mentioned high blood pressure. He's had high blood pressure for 20 years that like he's been on medication. We just assumed that is how it is supposed to be, right? right. You that say genetic, it's hereditary, and that's how it's supposed to be, yeah. But it isn't. His blood pressure has changed since since this. It's amazing, amazing, right? Amazing. So how did you get into this? I think for me, it was really, you know, after my, I got divorced and I was like, okay, now is the time to again reinvent myself. And I happened to be attending a really awesome course where the Dr. Rouse, at Spear Institute, he talked about his son, Jake. And at the end of those three days, it was, it was about all of the airway center dentistry. He said, go find your Jake in your practice. And I think that gave me goosebumps because I knew my Jakes lived in my house, my sons. And I think for almost every dentist on this journey, their Jakes live in their household of some, some sort of the other. So it went, it sent me down the rabbit hole of, then I learned TMJ, then I learned breathing appliances, then I learned tongue tie releases with Dr. Zaghi at the Breathe Institute, and they're just vitamin, and I had already done some um, nutrition training and, and kind of learning about how to, how to bring all these together. And really understand that you need all these tenets. So as I started to see my Jake's change, my own personal health change, I knew that I had finally found why dentistry found me. Mm -hmm. I love that. Right. Like that is it, it, it brought out your purpose. And, yes. that, and this is one of the reasons I was so attracted to your practice as a patient, like, you know, as our family, as a patient is because you approach things from such a holistic way. Thank you. And, and you know, sometimes the best treatment is no treatment. 
And sometimes even though your practitioner might, might hold this wealth of knowledge, you may not be a good fit for the healing. You know, and sometimes us practitioners can fall into the trap of wanting it more for our patient than our patient's ready. And that still is not healing. So I think that in, in being a healer, trying to understand all of those pieces, the conscious, the subconscious, you know, um, because ultimately I'm going to keep learning more and more. I have like five courses ahead of me that I'm so excited about. I'm going to learn craniosacral therapy. So that's really exciting. And uh, tongue tie releases on babies and all these cool things. But ultimately, if you can't meet that person at the soul level, then it's not going to work. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you you have to meet them at their soul level. I that's that really stood out for me. And right now, we don't even live in Massachusetts, and when we still work with you, and so. Right. And you have patients coming from all over the country at this point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's both humbling and fascinating. And I think what's fascinating also is no matter where people come from, the problems are the same. And ultimately the problem is beneath all of the physical masquerading of structure, form, physiology, function, is all of those deep-rooted beliefs we have either learned, absorbed, inherited, past lives. So it's really fascinating how it's all underneath the same. And for me, the most fascinating thing is how when a person's ready to heal or shift, those are my best results through any of the clinical procedures I do. So same clinical procedure on a person with a lot of resistance um, won't work. Can you, is it kosher to share an example of like your, one of your cases where you've had like a healing that's like blown your sockets off? You don't have to give, you know, like keeping their confidence. No, no. Yeah. I mean, I, we just did, um, we just did a tongue tie release on Friday. So two days ago, and I've known this patient for like a year and a half now, lovely girl really came in committed to growth and healing and had all kinds of TMJ problems. We recognized she had a narrow airway and she needed expansion, myofunctional therapy, tongue tie release, all of that. And the one thing I noticed was before this release off the tongue, she had already resolved a lot of symptoms, but she would talk fast, talk a lot, ask a lot of analytical questions. Um, and just generally, you could still feel a little anxiety on her shoulders, you know. And after the procedure, her voice was slow, low, deep. She spoke with her eyes. She spoke less. And she shared how she felt the tension in her body, like, like, you know, like a rubber band split in her body from the tongue tie release. So that was, it never fails to amaze me how, how my own reaction will be me and my team members. We, we had goosebumps and um, luckily it was at the end of a procedure. So we could shed a tear because I eyes got blurry. And it was just a spectacular moment of, um, you know, we had pulled a card for her. She had pulled a card for herself before we started. And a card was, in silence, I see myself. And it was completely crazy. That's where she went. And we do have, you know, we have our pulse socks on. So we're monitoring a heart rate and stuff. And you really watch that heart rate go down to a healthy level, matching her inner state. So that's where I love where like science meets spirituality, because you're having all these kinds of crazy scientific proofs. But most importantly, you're watching her. And it, it was it was like she gave me a gift that day. Wow. 
Amazing. Right. And that's one of the things that I've seen, like the way you combine science with spirituality. Like before you start the procedure, you set your intention and you're pulling cards for the patient. And and after the procedure, I know you do healing on them. It's amazing, like how you combine all of these things. Really beautiful. You, you know, and I know that you've had some. Can you share a little bit about what you, what people like some of your patients after this release, like how their life has shifted. I shared my experience, personal experience. Maybe you can share a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a real concrete story is a is a young girl. I started seeing her when she was um, eighteen or so. She's twenty two now, and she was suicidal, depressive, on ADD meds. Um, you know, went to college for like one month, couldn't do it, dropped out, um, just in a bad place. And through a lot of some of these modalities, we didn't really know if we could shift all those things in her life. We just knew she needed her headaches and her TMJ symptoms to get better and breathe better and everything. But now she's off her ADD meds with her doctor's blessings. Um She's cut down her depression med by three quarters. She is in nursing school, not just school. She did all of her prereqs to get into nursing school. She worked at an emergency room through COVID, all of that. And she hasn't had a single headache, she says, since she finished treatment. And um, sometimes she'll randomly text me, you know, Thank you for the gift of air. And, you know, once in a while, she'll show up for a little bit of adjustment here and there. And I, I really feel she comes because she misses what happened, like the connection. But she is a concrete story of how, how her life completely changed. And it took her commitment to stay in it. Right, exactly that, like commitment, like because it's not just this procedure that's just magically going to change things. There are things that happened before, the things that are happening after, and how you monitor and all of that. Right. So are there other examples that you can share? Like, I'm just, it's just fascinating to me, and I'm sure the yeah. listeners would be like, wow. <laughs> uh, we did have this one um We've actually had one or two now opera singer come and she did travel from out of state and she came because she wanted to get certain notes that she wasn't being able to hold uh, for a long period of time. She needed to do that for herself. And I asked her why that was so important to her. Why was it important in this stage of her career? She's probably in her 30s, 40s. And she said, because I have a purpose to sing and I'm not being able to meet my full purpose. And on that day of her release, we released her tongue tie and she immediately, you know, FaceTimed to my functional therapist who was in another state and they practiced some of those higher notes and she left so happy. But what also was interesting was that she too had a whole body release. She felt the release, not just in her throat, but in her arms and shoulders and down to her toes. So, And you can't predict who it'll happen for, but for sure, for some people who are, I think, ready, committed, open, you, they'll, they'll sense everything. But that was kind of a powerful story to immediately have her singing in a way she'd never sung before. But then again, understanding why she wanted to sing better was I think important for me too. Right. Yeah. That's that's exactly right. Right. Like it we don't know what the impact will be in the long run, but when someone already knows what they want, and then to see the impact, it's just amazing. Even right. with my own husband, Assad, like I could see in his shoulders kind of mm. it was always like his neck was always this way. Like it was and and now it's like much more relaxed. Like wow. everything, like it's just amazing. And I always thought, you know, he works out a lot, so he's just holding tension. Again, I think it's like, the things we assume, right? Assume. Like we assume that, um, you know, we tell our children, you know, don't slouch. 
But guess what? They're slouching to open up their airway. So slouching has many manifestations. Asad's shoulders had many other reasons. And um, I'm a big fan of collaboration, which I really have to be grateful for the Breathe Institute to teach me that because they don't shy away from collaboration. And what I learned was, well, you need to work with an osteopath, body worker, massage, like really integrate all of this into your body. Let your body heal. Your body knows. Right. Exactly it. I mean, he sees a chiropractor. There are other practitioners at play as well, but they all support this. But what you're doing is the foundational piece. Mm -hmm. That is what has really struck me. Like with this release, now he can do other things and there can be the results he's actually wanting. Right. Even my daughter, who's four, she's a slow eater. My son is a picky eater or used to be right. And all these things are never connected till like we bought all of this together. It's really amazing to see that. All the slow eaters, picky eaters, um, difficulty to latch at birth. I mean, you, you, you know, failure to grow, failure to thrive. You know, I grew up with my mother saying some babies just have, they just keep, you just have to hold them all night long. Some babies are more colicky. Well, there's so much more to that than just being colicky. And I'm, I can't wait to learn more about babies next month. But if you can transform a baby's life from birth, you give them all the tools they need. So it's so fascinating to me. It's amazing. It's amazing. Are there any more words of wisdom you want to impart to the listeners? Um, I think maybe just saying that as a, as a general broad term, whenever you choose your healthcare provider, whoever that person is, or a coach, or whoever you invite into your tribe, just ask yourself, how does it feel for you to be on their team? Like you are a part of their team in helping yourself. Are they open to that? Are you liking that? Because if you're a part of your own team, you're going to get the results you want. But more than anything, you'll be listening to your gut. So specifically to looking at your own health issues, maybe set to do research first before finding an airway-centered provider. There are many, many great books out there. Breath by James Nestor. Patrick McKeon from Ireland has written a lot of great books. Dr. Stephen Pack's books. Um, Stephen Lynn from Australia. Dr. Liao. There's so many great books out there. There's so many Facebook, airway-centered Facebook groups. Be careful of that a little bit. There's a lot of negativity there too. Um, there's the Western Price Foundation, there's Vivos, there's all kinds of great resources. But I will tell you, the minute you open your eyes, you will not be able to close them. So that's my advice to the listeners. Yeah, once we know something, there's no going back. There is no going back. That's why for me, when I found my Jake, all of the doors closed. And I think that is a great piece of advice too for that practitioner listening that because we're so invested in the education that we learned, sometimes it's hard to let it go and embrace something new. But education is nothing but based on um, what we thought was true then. And what we know now doesn't always have to be what we knew then. So I think to embrace this, you have to really let go of what you knew. So true. And again, what you're saying is empower yourself with education, with knowledge, learn this yourself and educate yourself on who is the right practitioner for you. And I will have all your information in the show notes and even in the beginning of this episode. Tell us where people can find you. How can they work with you? Um, you can find me on my website, which is, there's a new patient form that you fill out and 
we like to um, call our patients. We like to talk to you on the phone. And then I meet with you after that on a Zoom call just to really, really get to know you. You get to know me and and there's some coaching that happens. And then from there, we decide if I am the right person or somebody else is the right person or you don't need anything else. You know, the other day we had a patient who came in for an airway issue, but she didn't need an airway issue. She needed to go see the root canal doctor. She had a abscess. And so keeping our minds open and not getting locked in, I think is um, something that we do at the practice. So a way to find me is on my website, www.ratihanda.com. And yeah. It's just ratihanda.com, not drratihanda.com. Yeah. And you also have social media. I have social media, yep. Ratihanda DMD. I think that's both for Instagram and Facebook. Great. Great. I'll have all of those in the show notes. And again, if you as a listener, if you are even 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 if something tells you like, do I have this? At least reach out because that's how you will know if this is going to help you or not. Well, right. thank you Absolutely. so much for your time and your wisdom. Sati. This is amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Padma, so much for your wisdom, helping me get my wisdom. Yeah, you are doing such amazing work in the world. And, you know, obviously, I'm just a microcosm of the whole, all the people you work with, but I can attest to the how the quality of our life has changed. Just incredible. So happy. The fact that my husband is an active parent in the morning is like, <laughs> changing. Right? I totally get it. And I think just you sharing that, I think I just healed something in my own life. Wow. My ex-husband, who now I treat for sleep apnea because he has severe sleep apnea, was never an active parent in the mornings. And I now I know why. I just let that grudge go. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much. And I'm going to have you back at some point again, to talk about your specific healing practices that you bring to your patients. I would love to interview you on that because you bring such uniqueness. Thank you, Padma. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. I have a request for you. If you found value, chances are that your friends and family will too. So if you can leave a positive review on iTunes, it will help reach so many more people. And if you have any topics or questions you would like me to feature, please send them to support at PadmaAli.com. And lastly, please share your takeaways and breakthroughs with me on Instagram at Padma Ali. Thank you so much for tuning in. 